Hello and welcome. You're listening to Start Again with Shauna Lee, the place where you will be reminded that it's never too late and you're never too old to do the damn thing. So stick around if you're ready to vibe higher and be inspired to chase your dreams. Together, we will uncover your soul's truest desires. Now, if you're ready, let's get started. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Start Again with Shauna Lee. And today I have brought in my friend Sadie Marie to talk about um, what she's been up to. She and I met. I was actually a guest on her podcast, which I um, would love for her to tell you more about. Um, But we were actually discussing on season one of her podcast, Divorced Mom Moments. So we will definitely link that episode for you and you'll want to go listen to it. But Sadie, thank you so much for joining me today. So thanks for inviting me. And there are just so many divorced mom moments, aren't there? There are. There are. <laughs> they that are endless. There, it was such a fun conversation. I got to meet and actually connect with some women that are doing some really great things around the country. So I appreciate you having me on. Oh, I love connecting women to awesome women and men to awesome men in general. It's fun to be a connector. Yes. All the connections. All the oh, connections. connections. Well, I think a good place for us to start is where I usually start, and that is for you to give a brief intro. Um, And in that intro, if you would tell people how you identify as a start again queen. Oh, goodness. I love that intro. So I have been uh, divorced for about four years now, and that was a huge part of my start again uh, story. But I started this podcast, Sadie's Divorced and Happy, because, and I'll share more a little bit in a little bit about why. Um, I wanted to do that, but mostly it was around my start again after divorce because it taught me that life after divorce could lead to so much happiness. I've had a couple of really powerful starts in my life prior to divorce. I actually, in my 20s, I started again by moving out of state when I was right out of grad school and I started a, a new career and that really was a catalyst of moving to the East Coast was a catalyst for me to learn about my creative side. And then I came home and in my 30s, I changed careers and started my own business. So that was another start again moment. And and now I'm a photographer. I've been a professional photographer for 20 years. So I've had those be brave, start again, you can do it uh, moments before my divorce. But I will say my biggest start again queen moment was when I decided, four years ago now that I, I wasn't happy. And it was um, such a, a daunting change to make, but it's mm-hmm. been the most impacting uh, choice I've ever made in my life. It's completely um, getting divorced and starting again in my forties around how I see myself, how I view relationships, how I view sex mm-hmm. uh, and, and so much more has really given me at such a richness that I, I couldn't have even imagined four years ago. And so my podcast has been such a great platform to have conversations like we're having today. And yeah, to absolutely. To so many other men and women who've gone through something similar about such a, a, an array of topics. And if, if you know me a little bit by now, you know how I love my out of the box topics. And so yes. being a start again queen now in my 40s is really giving me it's giving me the permission to say the things 
that I really want to say that I wasn't uh, giving myself permission to do in my 20s and in my 30s when I was doing those other start fresh chapters. I was still very yeah. much um, in my recovering or in my good girl uh, stage. And now I'm now I would I call it a recovering good girl. Are you recovering? You're a recovering good girl, aren't you? I feel like you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I break yeah. all the rules. <laughs> longer than I have. <laughs> I break all the rules. Um, in fact, when I am coaching women through starting to date again, um, that's one of the first things I highly encourage them to do is who made up these rules? Like, it's so crazy. And so, yes, I encourage breaking the rules. And um, I don't know that I've ever referred to myself as a recovering good girl, but yes, I do identify that way. For sure. And I love some of the topics that you have been addressing in this most recent season. Um, and I know you are kind of refreshing and getting ready for your next season. Um, well, I've actually started but, season three. The oh, you full, did. Okay, full perfect. Of season three now. Yes. That's amazing. And I know you have uh, a theme to this particular season. Yes. I haven't thought about doing a theme for these yeah. podcast seasons. I love this though. I might have to I steal do. that idea yeah. and run season, with it. You know, season one for me was all about, well, you know, the first year after divorce, I like to call it the honeymoon stage, which was a huge <laughs> oh, part yes. of my start again uh, season as a, a divorcee is where it's like, you know, the movie, The Wizard of Oz where yes. Dorothy's in Kansas and it's just gloom and doom and it's just black and white blonde. She's just unhappy. And then she goes through this horrific storm. I call that my divorce, the storm, yep. the storm. And then she lands, she just drops into the magical world of Oz and everything's just singing and bright yes. and joyous. <laughs> uh -huh. You're laughing because you remember. You're laughing because you remember. That this was is my so good. honeymoon stage after divorce. And for the listener who is going through that right now, just wait for it because it's just so fun. It's so delicious just and wait fun. for it. Yes. Right. So my first season was like, oh my God, let's talk about this and that and dating and kink and, and having hometown visits and, you know, uh, dating, dating like a dude and all the out of the box topics. Like, what can I try that I've never tried before? And I'm going to yes. talk about that on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then okay. season two is like, how can I even push the envelope even more? So that was my extra spicy season. Yes. And now uh, through my uh, own life journey, I had a major setback this last summer, summer of 2022. And I call it my uh, official setback after divorce because I hadn't had one yet. It took four yeah. years to have mine. Everyone's yes. different. Everyone's and so different. now I'm on my comeback. So this season is all about the comeback after I divorce. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You address some really important topics on your podcast. And I think it's the reason I say important is because it's the shit most people don't talk about. It really and is. A lot of people don't talk about the things I like to talk about. Because they're so taboo. It's like, why is sexuality so taboo? Why is it taboo? I have no idea. Right. And, and you know, for me, after divorce, becoming more comfortable with my sexuality was one of the most fantastic outcomes. Because, again, I was so conditioned. I'm the daughter of a minister. So oh. I was so conditioned. Oh, 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 yes. oh. I'm oh, like, yes, okay, the light now bulb I get it. On, right? <laughs> so I was so conditioned to be so, you know, shameful around my body and shy and, 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 you know, not have my needs met in every way, especially in the bedroom. And so sex was always so disappointing for most of my yeah. life. Isn't that so sad? I got divorced and then 
not anymore. No, it is sad. And that's why I love to talk about it because it shouldn't yes. have to be that way. It shouldn't have to be that way. I, um, through some of my dating conversations, um, I've kind of helped guide women to the more enjoyable sex. And that this is my, my most incredible moment when I see like this light bulb go off in their eye, like the light shine in their eyes because they finally had good sex for the first Ooh. time in their life. And I'm like, you did it. Oh my God. Yes. Now there's no going back for you. There is it's no amazing. going back. There is no settling around that. Mm -mm. No and way. No. No. Okay. So when you look at this whole story of yours and how far you come and now you're in this comeback phase, which I love, um, what part of your story do you think is most inspiring? Well, I think it's, it's what we've been talking about. I think it's finding your voice. I think divorce, I use the phrase recovering good girl, but really what that means is I found my voice and I'm going to talk about the things that matter to me. I'm not going to hold back in the way that I used to, to please other people. I'm much more bold than I was pre-divorce. I'm, I, you know, I'm much, I'm just much more, I'm so curious. And so I think the ins inspiration is like, okay, I'm actually going, instead of living for others and pleasing others and making sure everyone else is okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to yes. please myself. I'm yes. I'm going to think about, God, what do I need? I mean, I didn't, I never asked myself that question until after divorce, like yeah. recently, even, I mean, honestly, yes. because we're just, as women, we are yes. not collectively, I'm just speaking, you know, generally given that permission, especially Gen X women, maybe yep. Gen Z's are given a lot more permission to be like, this is what I need because we've helped that. We've helped pave that for them through our yes. own limitations around how we felt about being able to really say what we want and need. So I think that for me is what's most inspiring. And what I want to keep talking about is use these setbacks in your life, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a divorce or losing, you know, it can be anything, oh, losing a job sure. or any, any yep. setback mm -hmm. and allow it to give you that opportunity to really decide, okay, what do I really want from this one life that I have? Mm -hmm. And it's not to be um, not having my needs met and it's not um, not being happy with my, you know, sexual experiences or my intimate relationships or uh, how I feel about myself. That's not what I want from this one life that I have. And so divorce right. really more than anything that I've gone through is like, okay, what are you waiting for? Mm -hmm. Now's the time. Yeah. So, well, and yeah, absolutely. And they, they say, you know, with every ending is a new beginning. Um, and I think so much we've heard this, that people kind of are like, eh, whatever, but it true. It is so true. So like true. every opportunity to say, okay, now what do you want? Yes. I love it. I know that's the burning question. What do you want? It is the burning question. And mm -hmm. I, most recently had to sit down and ask myself the same thing. Like, I think we all have these moments again and again and again, where you get the opportunity to say, what do you want? And it is so powerful. And to your point, many, many people, mostly women, but many people uh, have never given themselves permission to ask that question or to think about even what the answer is. So I love that you're doing that. You know, one, I have, a, I have a question for you. This okay. is actually a topic on season three of Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Are you good at quitting things? 
Me? Yes. Are you? I love how you just, yes. See, I have I, learned that I need to be better at quitting things. Um, my best example of this is um, when it comes to reading a book you don't enjoy, I will put a book down and never finish it. And I've met a lot of people who are like, oh no, like I, I started this book. I, you know, it's on this best book, you know, Reese's books. What is, what is it? Her um, Spoon's, book club, uh, sure, her right. book club list, right? Like, or it's Oprah's book club. And everybody feels like, well, this really important popular person said I should read this book and I started it. So by golly, I'm going to finish it. And I'm like, oh my God, no. Life is too short to be right. reading books you don't enjoy. Right. Put that shit down and move on right. to another one. Right. I love that. People need to use that metaphor when it comes to relationships. Um, yes. And because I have been divorced three times, this has actually been a little bit of a point of contention for me because I think that people look at me and think she's a quitter. When I have no doubt they judge that. Of course. A hundred, a hundred percent. Right. And then every time, inevitably, that I have a conversation and I walk them through each one of those marriages and why it started and how it started and how it ended. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, like it's understandable how my life played out the way it did. But part of that is a little bit like I'm shameful about the I would say I used to be um, about the idea that people would think I'm a quitter. But to answer your question, I fully stand behind it. No, I will. I will fully quit something that is not working for me because life is too damn short. Yes. And I love that. And I'm going to take some of that good <laughs> practice that you have at quitting because I, I am stubborn. And when I commit to something, I'm like, I'm all in raw, you know, and I've yeah. learned I got to be better quitter. I have to be better at quitting. Yeah. Quitting, quitting leads to good things. Just like committing does. It does. And I think it just comes down to answering that question. What do you want? And is this thing providing you what you want or not? Right. And you always have the ability to choose differently. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that's one of my, my, uh, uh, I'm going to be 50 in February. I'm like, okay, that new decade, right. I'm going to really learn how to be a better quitter. <laughs> I love it. And do less. Oh my gosh. Them. Yes. I know. I know. Well, I follow um, a lot of entrepreneurs and specifically women who are making a fuck ton of money. Um, and I follow them on purpose. Sure. And they all inevitably Ask some of their say, names on to me after oh, this. Oh, I will. I will. DM me some of their, their names. I'm going to follow them too. I will. Um, okay. They all consistently say the same thing that their goal each year is to work less hard and make more money. And it Sign goes against everything that we are taught in this society when it comes so to money. True. It's like we're in this hustle mindset and let's, yes. you know, boss girl and work, work, work and work harder. And, and a few of these people I think are getting it right. And that is the work smarter concept, but it's not about strife and struggle and how hard you can work. It's about how enjoyable your life can be. And there's ways to do that easier and flowier and more fun. And I'm like, sign me up for that. Absolutely. Especially as a, a business owner, because there's just always a million things you can be doing. Always. I mean, it's, it's, so you just have to figure out always. how to balance that. I know. Yes. And I think everyone's balance looks different. Um, 
but I always try to come back to balancing it out. And of course, trying because I'm the same as any other entrepreneur and I work weird hours and all the time. And my kids tell me every so often, you're always working. And I thought, God, this is not what I want them to think life is about, that I'm always working. The problem is I love what I do. So it doesn't feel like I'm working, right. but but I'm setting an example. I'm modeling for them. Um, but enough about me. So what do you think? <laughs> it is my podcast. Um, but every other episode is just me where I get to talk about whatever I want. So oh. today we're going to talk about you. And my next question is, um, what was the most surprising challenge you faced on this journey thus far? And how did you overcome it? Okay, I, this is a little bit out of the box. This answer is a little, it. it's, it's not a traditional answer, but I have learned how, just how emotionally unavailable I have been most of my life. Oh, that is uh -huh. good. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's and I'm just, I'm just owning it now. I'm just, yep, I'm just going to own it because it's it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it, all, it all connects back to my childhood. Like, you know, most of our stories do. Yes. Where again, I was raised to be like, you have to be this good girl. You have to be pleasing. You have to say mm -hmm. the right thing. You have to do the right thing. You have to wear the right thing. Mm -hmm. You have to behave in you know, all of it. Like it isn't about who you really are. It isn't mm -hmm. about like what you, like, again, what do you really want? What do you, you know, it's about be this person. So you're accepted and you're seen in, in high favor and then you'll have a good and happy life and yay. Mm -hmm. So of course, like most <laughs> of us, it, you know, like, Yay. And so like most mm -hmm. of us, I, what other choice did I have? I mean, that's what I was basically told to be. And so sure. I, I, I bought into it and really went for it. I was like the most Christian Christian you could have been in my twenties. I was just all in and, you know, did all the, the good things that went to grad school right after college. And I worked so hard and I did all these things and I was charitable and I volunteered, you know, I did all the good things. Yeah, but was I really being an authentic person? Did people really know me? Did I really know myself? No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I get into situations, relationships, I'd have a lot of um, not having my needs met because I didn't even know what yep. they were to begin with. Yeah, and feeling very discontented and feeling very stressed out that I wasn't married and I didn't get married till I was thirty-four and I didn't marry my best friend. I didn't marry someone who in hindsight was, you know, the right fit for me. I married someone mm -hmm. who looked good, presented well, said the right, you know, and, and so I married yeah. someone like myself, really. Yeah. Right. Oh, I met, I met that's my match. So, right? That's so insightful what you just said. Yeah. I Absolutely. Really, yeah. I met my match and, and we weren't, I, you know, for me, we weren't, we weren't as happy as we would have been had we both been more authentic. Uh, authentic people. And, and now my ex is very happy in a relationship and I'm happy for him. I think it's mm -hmm. fantastic. It's actually quite inspiring. So yes. for me, I have just learned because I, I would have friends after my divorce, like friends I've known since college say to me, why didn't you ever tell us you were so unhappy? Why yeah. didn't you re reach out to us? We would have supported you. And I'm like, I, I felt embarrassed. I felt ashamed. Oh, I, right. And so my point in telling all of this is that I have just learned that, you know, oftentimes we women, we really get like, we beat our little drum about how emotionally unavailable men are. We get all up and you know, up in arms about yep. it. Like, men are the enemy. Rah, rah, rah. When really 
really, we who continued, I, I'll just say I, I've chosen unavailable people because I've been unavailable. Uh, we kind 100% of, true. Yeah, we meet people where we're at. And so yes, my setback this summer, which is really what is exciting about it now, is that it's kind of like, like the two by four, like bang me, like, when are you yeah. going to learn? <laughs> when are you going to get it? Are you, you're like, you've already been divorced four years. Come on now, lady. Like, come on now. Do this. So it's like, okay, I'm just in the season to learn about me, to be more open with me, to, to spend time with me so that I can really learn and know myself so yes. that I can be the type of person who's able to be in an emotionally available relationship. And I, yes. I do not blame anybody yeah. um, who hasn't been able to meet my needs because I haven't been able to meet my own needs. So yeah. I, I, you know, I have had hurt feelings. It's not like, oh, the, sure. their choices didn't mean anything to me. And I, you know, of course I've had hurt feelings around people's choices, but ultimately I own that. Um, I choose my own company. You know, nobody forces me to hang out with anybody. And yes. I'm responsible for who I spend my time with and who I invest into. And yes. if they're unavailable, then really that's a reflection of me. So I have oh my gosh, this it. Is I'm owning it. I'm so beautiful. It. Yeah, it's but so it's, beautiful. It feels kind of fun to say it. <laughs> yeah. Because well, a million other women are me. It's not like this is my own little special story and I'm so unique. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, it's true. You are special and you are well, unique, I mean, but, but. Of course, of course. But you know what but, I'm trying to say. This is just a common theme. But for many we are us. all this way. Yes. I, I have most recently been telling people that um, the people you meet energetically, they're a match for where you are. So mm -hmm. what kind of person are you attracting? What is the, the pattern that you've been seeing in the men that you're attracting if you're a female attracting men? But the person you are attracting is mirroring to you where you are and what shit you have to heal. So like, yes. it's, it's so beautiful Scream that you are the rooftops. Please. You've like, it clicked for you and you're like, hang on a second. Yeah, it really. It's did. a mirror on me. It like really I did. It really did. It took four and, years after divorce, but yeah, I, I can say that out loud. No, I, I have no, I, and I don't feel bad about it. I'm like, oh, I, I, I think no. it's super common. What it's super common. Yeah. And also I completely relate to everything you said, because I was also attracting emotionally unavailable people because I had been emotionally unavailable for most of my life. And it mm -hmm. was a lot of just ignoring my own feelings and not right. acknowledging what I wanted or desired um, was kind of the, the basis of all of that, which, you know, most, most women do. Right. And unfortunately, we live in a, a society that has not equipped men to understand their feelings. And so we always have this challenge, uh, just like we live in a culture that hasn't given women permission to be the sexual beings that we are. So, you know, I think to be fully mm -hmm. human, men and women should be able to be both, right? We get to be sexual beings yes. and emotional beings to be fully human, which is my, human. my passion for the rest of my life is to be a fully human human. Well, and that gives me chills because um, there's a bunch of people right now in the spiritual community talking about that um, transition that is happening where men are are learning to become more emotional beings and women are kind of embracing their sexual, really both are learning their power and mm -hmm. then will be coming more 
what what should be more human, but it mm -hmm. hasn't been what was traditionally considered. The feminine and the masculine, yes. I Correct. Know. Correct. So caught up in all that, right? Yes. Yes. Well, okay. So my next question, and I actually, I have thought about doing a podcast episode, one of my solo ones to ask myself these questions. Um, but this is my favorite one that I ask my guests. What advice would you give to the younger you? Do less. Play more. Mm. Oh, that's good. Date a lot of people. <laughs> Have a lot more sex, um, have a lot of curiosity around your own pleasure and experiences. Take yourself less seriously. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm still learning that one, but right. yes. I would, my 20-something my self was so intense. I mean, so I, I'll, intense. I'll, I'll always be a little intense, but she was just like, I gotta do everything. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, yeah. Uh, you know, and that's so like in my DNA. I mean, I was raised by parents who, for, for one thing, they were farmers. They grew up on farms where you just worked your tail off. And yeah. then, you know, they put that energy into their careers. And so like you're talking about how your daughters say you work all that, your kids say you work all the time. I mean, my parents, as a pastor and a pastor's wife, plus my mom was a teacher, like there's no real resting. Who rests no. with roles like that? <laughs> Yes. And so that's what I was modeled my whole life, right? So it, and I and I honor and respect my parents so much. I mean, they're lovely human beings. They didn't any, didn't do anything wrong. Right, it's just right. they didn't know how to chill out, you know. So right. that's something I just had to learn on my own. It wasn't modeled to me in society, a capitalistic society, and being a woman. Oh, P.S. Where you have to do one hundred and ten percent to be even, to even stand a chance, <laughs> right? So you, just, you throw all that at us. I mean, come on, we're doing the best we can. Everyone we're is, yes. And we all are, yeah. So so at least I have the awareness and now it's like, okay, put it into practice. Because it's one thing, and you know this is true as a coach, it's one thing to have the information. We all have Correct. a lot of information. Yeah. But it's another oh, yeah. thing to change, to put that into the, our, our behavior. So. Well, yes, and I just recently said this publicly. It's one thing to know what to do. It's quite another to do it. To actually do it. <laughs> right. Yes. And, and yes. so for me now, it's like, okay, it's time to do it because mm -hmm. you know a lot of shit. Like it's time to do the shit, like mm -hmm. do it. So, yeah. Yeah. I love but, that. You know, isn't that cool that we even, that I, you know, I just have to say that is a luxury and a privilege and I'm just going to yes. own it that I even have the, the choice to be able to do the things I know. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't have that luxury. They're just surviving. They don't have that luxury. So, I mean, I'm just going to thank you, universe. I even have that luxury that I can even, you know, practice what I preach. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, and it always comes back to gratitude and appreciation for yes. what we have. Right. Yes. So that's amazing. See, you are doing the things. Baby stepping. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So my next question is, where are you going from here? What's oh, next for you? Right. Again, this is such a, I love this delicious. Where am I going? Where are you? Uh, deep thoughts. Remember Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live? Deep thoughts. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. You don't remember that? So good. No, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. YouTube it later. Uh, where am I going? You know, I, I, I'm going into the direction of me. I'm, I'm really, all my life have been focused on the external gratification, the relationship, the, the career, 
the accolades, the, you know, the exterior, do I look at, am I good enough physically? Am I pretty enough? Am I, all of those things have been such um, a focus of mine. And so now I'm just really in the season of, I'm going deeper into me. You know, I want a deeper connection with myself. I, I really want to have more intimacy with myself. And, and this is new for me because I'm an extrovert. I love my people. I'm also an anxious attacher. If you're familiar with attachment mm -hmm. styles, so mm -hmm. that means I really love my people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when they're not around me, I get a little nervous, I get a little yes. anxious. Where are my people? So I am laughing, but it's true. Well, and I so love your description of it is why I'm laughing because I'm like, yeah, that's spot on how you describe that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, where are you? I love you. Come back. Um. <laughs> anyway, so for me, it's like, okay. You're going to have a season where you're just going to have a little more time to yourself. And that's a good thing. And it will be a little uncomfortable and you'll get a little anxious. And when you're anxious, here's what you're going to do. And it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, an island in and of myself. Of course, I have my core group of friends. I have my love bubble. Have you heard of that term, love bubble? No, but I, I love that. Podcast. Yep. Identify who your love bubble is in your love bubble, like those core people. So I have my love bubble and, and for me, it's like, okay, this is the season to fall in love with the person that I would fall in love with. You know, who, who do I want to fall in love with? Well, that should be, I should be that person. That should just be, that should just be this outside of me. It should be yep. me. Like, you know, so when I do decide to date more intentionally again, it's like, wow, you know, I am like, I am in love with this person that I am. So no matter what you do or say, isn't really going to impact me as much if I wasn't as comfortable with myself because I, I have cared a lot about love what people that. think of me in my past. And I'm just ready to kind oh, of sure. let that go. I love that so much. I, 110%. Yes, yes, yes. To everything you are saying. Like if everyone could do that, the entire but it's a fucking world. Yeah, but you would know what? So much better. Again, like, let's talk, you know, check in with me. Hold me in. I bet you're my accountability yeah. partner. But I'm just saying, like, you know, I do have I do have friends that I'm like, okay, are you writing this list? Because I'm writing this list. Are you are you working on this part of your self-development? Because I am and 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 trying to hold each other accountable. And I don't mean like, well, I'm doing it. I'm so great. But I mean that my point is it's just like doing yoga or eating healthy or you know, having less screen time or whatever you decide is a healthy lifestyle, like your own self care, your own self development yep. is a lifestyle. It's yeah. practice. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. doing the work, but it, you know, I, I like to call it more like a practice. It's a practice. Well, and, and this so it is why it's like part of my life. Not just yeah. something I do once in a blue moon. And I say this a lot when I'm talking to people about meditation, because it's called a practice. Med your meditation practice. And the reason it's called that along with everything else that you just said is because it takes practice. And I think, yes, we need those points of accountability or those check-in partners to be able to say like, how are you doing? Remember you said this was important to you. Is it still important to you? Are you doing the things that we all need that, like the mirror to be like, Hey, knock, knock, knock. Are you doing what you said you wanted to do? Oh, you're not. Are you, do you, like, did you let go of that goal or do you need the encouragement to get back on track? Right. Like, that's why I think we should have like a, like a group for, well, you know what, actually speaking of groups, this is a nice segue. So I, uh, whoever's listening who identifies as a woman and is interested in this, I created a room 
called The Red Room. I created it last January. And it's a space for like-minded women who want to explore their sexuality, their sensuality in a, in a safe, non-judgmental environment. We've brought in ex-sexperts who've talked about an array of great juicy topics. And I love this group because we talk about everything around like yeah. sexual experiences. It's not a group where we vent about boyfriends. That's not, the, or, you know, girlfriends. It's not, that's not the group. The group is providing a space to be more of the sexual beings that we desire to be. And so if anyone listening is wanting more information, I can send you a link and they can learn about yeah, it on my absolutely. website. But I, I love that space because we can hold each other accountable to you know, trying new things and not feeling ashamed and not feeling like, oh, I can't do that because I, that's, you know, wanting to, you know, have this BDSM experience that, well, mm-hmm. something must be wrong with me. It's like, no, mm-hmm. it's just you being creative and wanting to experience and explore. So yeah, I'm all about accountability in a, in a, in a variety of ways. It doesn't just have yes. to be around, you know, self-development in the sense of what we typically think self-development looks like. Why not have self-development around your sexuality? It's so important. And I think, um, so my theory on this is the more women get in touch with their sexuality, the more they are in touch with their true power. And that scares the shit out of this world. And that's why we're taught not to do that. Absolutely. I, yeah. Powerful women are, (laughs) are a force. So yeah. Yeah. I think that work is amazing. So yes, definitely. Um, I will get that link so I can include it in the show notes because undoubtedly there is somebody or more than one somebody's who's like, hell yeah, sign me up. I want to join that room. The Red Room. It's so fun. We meet every third Wednesday of the month. We read books. We have really uh, honest conversations, playful conversations. And it's the gamut. Like some people in that room can't even say the word, you know, um, I don't know what would be a word, but they, they can't even think about like having a threesome like that, like just mm, freaks them out. Mm. And other people are like, oh, my God, I had the most amazing threesome. So, I mean, it, it's like the gamut and, and everyone's fine. Like be where you are. There's no judgment. You don't there's no pressure. You, you get to be where you are on your sexuality. But if you have well, curiosity and, and you want a safe place to be curious, that's a space for you. So that is such valuable work. Um, not, it probably doesn't feel like work to you, but what you're doing is so valuable because it's giving permission and the safe place to be curious, which is the first step to an authentic person. I love that. That's so good. I didn't even know that about you. You're awesome. Okay. So, um, even though I will include all of your social links. Um, I like to ask this question in case somebody is driving in their car and wants to at the next stoplight, go follow you on Instagram or wherever you are. How can people find you? Sure. Well, on all social media platforms. So Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and the TikTok. I'm at at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. So at Sadie, S-A-D-I-E-S, Sadie's Divorced and Happy. I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes, but yeah. So they can follow me on social at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. And my podcast is titled Sadie's Divorced and Happy. It's on any podcast platform. You can also listen to it for free on my website, divorcedandhappy.net, where you can also download my eight tips to happiness after divorce for free. Boom. How fun is that? How fun is that? And learn more about the Red Room. 
And I also have some blog entries. I try to keep up a blog. I'm like, just like you, I can't do, I'm like, I can't do it all. I can't keep Listen, up a blog hey, and a podcast, but I had fun trying. But then I'm like, you know what? This is good enough. Well, this is good enough. And again, we should give ourselves permission to quit. Like, yes, I, and I did. things. I and, really did. I tried it well, and then I quit. But I do have it, some fun blog entries on the website. Too. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And my podcast well, uh, just uh, drops yes. every Wednesday. I'm in season three, the comeback. So every Wednesday, there's new content. You can find me again on all major platforms, any platform, divorcinghappy.net. I love it. I love what you're doing. I love what you're becoming. I love who you are. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh, I love delicious conversations like this. Thanks for having me. It's so good. It is. Okay, listen, are you struggling to find what your true purpose really is? You should try journaling. At the very least, it will get you to a better feeling place than where you are right now. I've created a set of journal prompts to get you on your way to discovering who you truly are and where you want to go from here. My free download is called Journal Yourself to Joy, and it's available at shaunalee.com under free stuff. These are my tried and true journal prompts that will raise your energy, increase your positivity, and brighten your day. Download yours today.